It's Brendan Gennetti, and you're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm riding solo today because my co-host, Devin, is still on tour, but fear not, she will be back soon. The track you just heard was I'm an Idiot by Scoobert Dubert, who will be joining us in just a bit. He hails from San Diego, California, and his music is rightfully self-described as a psychedelic kaleidoscope of good vibes. His new album, Big Hug, just dropped, and you can catch our favorite tracks from the project streaming atop the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now. Before we get Scoober Dubert on the line, you've listened to podcasts before. We got a few announcements to make. First, Music You're Missing just dropped some new merch for the fall. We're talking beanies, cozy mugs, tie-dye tees, fanny packs, and of course, t-shirts with ironic self-deprecating phrases on them. Head over to the link in our Instagram bio, at Music You're Missing, to browse the collection. And finally, a quick thank you to Dollar Shave Club, who is sponsoring this episode. For a limited time, they're hooking our listeners up with their starter shave set for just $5. This set includes two razor cartridges, a handle, and a three-shave aid sample. You can take advantage of this deal on Instagram at the link in our bio, at Music You're Missing. I promise that's all the announcements I got. Let's get our guests on the line. Scuba Dubert, how's it going, dude? Pretty good, man. How are you doing yourself? (laughs) I can tell. Um, what's up? How are you? Are you calling from San Diego or are you on the beach or is that just a green screen? Yeah, I wish I was, I wish I was wealthy enough to actually like be beachfront property, but I do, I do live in San Diego. Yes, this is true. So I'm calling from there. Dope. I was just talking about before the, uh, the show, I'm obviously familiar with your podcast, um, music appreciation right on. 101. And I was yeah. like a little intimidated that you were going to have a better sound system than us. And I feel like you already, <laughs> you're already outshining us. No, man. I mean, this is what this is the same rig I record all my vocals on for my uh, my my project. This SM7B through a Paula Twin, nice and simple, but with the right compression settings, you're rocking. I was actually going to ask that. I didn't know. Like, I don't really come from a technical side in terms of audio production. Yeah. I didn't know sure. if you could use like you know speaking vocals and singing vocals on the same mic. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Especially this mic. This mic is awesome. I'm pretty sure it was the same mic that Thriller was recorded on, and it's like not a high budget mic at all. It's very accessible for home recording. Really, so also, I mean, and if you listen to your stuff, it, you wouldn't even have guessed that it was recorded. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Well, so before we get into anything, yeah. for those who might not know you, we have to talk mm-hmm. about the name Scoobert Dubert, and of course, oh, yeah. the mask. It all stems for from sure. the internet meme. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was one of those. You know, it's like you come across some things in your life and you just hear them. You're like, that's it. That's, I have to be that now. (laughs) I've always been fascinated with the idea of kind of like making a project for the internet from the internet Mm -hmm. that is like just embedded in its very DNA. And I I found this is like a fun time to kind of transcend myself and my name and my likeness and whatever, and plug into this like meme world that I, you know, I've been a huge fan of since I was young with like, um, those like rage comics and all this, you know, old internet stuff, e-bombs world, like, Oh my gosh, about it. dude, I forgot about Man. that. Oh, I got you. We, we can talk history of the world. We've got, we've got time. We could, we could get deep in e-bombs world. Is something I, I remember that was like my first exposure to like using entertain, uh, using internet as like entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I even go back to like I'm wearing an AOL shirt and some of my promo photos like that. I remember getting that like AOL disc from the store and loading it in and like figuring out how to get onto the different chat rooms and 
which weird man. by the way i was like yeah. nine and in these chat rooms and people were you saying know, the sure. most filthy oh, shit too. oh yeah it was like i was you know, way over my head and my parents had no idea how oh, no. the internet worked so like and even if they did they tried to like put those blockers and stuff <sighs> No way. I was I, I was the youngest out of uh, four kids. So by the time it got uh-huh. to me, my parents they just didn't give a shit. Like they they were like, "Internet's safe. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do whatever you want." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The internet's. Safe. I definitely had like um, AIM back in the day. That was like oh yeah, my first uh, like communication platform. And again, I was far too young, so I don't even think. I think I mostly talked to Smarter Child. Oh yeah. I mean, on my, uh, so my second record, Swamis, I have a song called Rest in Peace, Smarter Child, that's <laughs> commemorating the death of Smarter Child, my, uh, my virtual friend. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. Honestly, I wonder what he's up to these days. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, thank you for calling in right now, because it's clear you got yeah. a lot going on right now. Uh, your track, I'm an Idiot, it was just picked up by Spotify's Fresh Finds <laughs> playlist. You had a radio appearance at 91XFM yeah. San Diego, and your yep. LP, Big Hug, drops Friday, and if you're listening to this, it's already out, so go listen to it. How are you feeling right now? Dude, I'm feeling good. It's just fun to be making music. I'm also working on some stuff. It's like a little embargoed right now that uh, because I was in uh, New Music Friday and, and Fresh Finds, I linked up with some really cool bands. I've got some like remixes in the work. Oh, shoot. Just making stuff, man. I, I This this year, we're probably going to hit about 33 releases, 33 individual song releases oh this gosh. year. And I'm going to try and eclipse it next year. That's my goal. That is amazing. So you got the fresh finds and were people contacting you or were you just like, this is an opportunity for me to network? No, no. A bunch of people just slide in the DMS when they, when you get on that or like, or like, for example, one of my favorite bands, uh, like posted me on their story. And I was like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a big artist yet. I'm trying to get bigger, but it just like, those are the moments. It's like, geez, now there's a whole little world of opportunity that opens up and hopefully my musicianship my production stuff like that can hang and and uh, keep growing no it definitely can i think you know i i was first exposed to your music i think on on submit hub like <laughs> months ago nice. awesome. and i remember listening to that and i was just like damn like this sounds i don't even want to say polished because it just i mean it's just so legit and not that you're not but like i don't know it just seemed like it far extended uh, or like it should have reached so much more people than uh, it did, at least at that moment. Well, it's so kind of here. I mean, like what I'm what I'm trying to do with my music is, yeah, polished. I guess is not exactly the word. I think it's it's like honest and like I'm trying to give people a full exposure to my sensibilities because mm-hmm. I'm playing all the instruments, I'm producing, I'm mixing, I'm doing it all on my my little desk here. You know, it's it's not as like big production, and I'm not trying to make it necessarily sound like the slickest of the major label i'm just trying to make it like honest and fresh Mm -hmm. but also poppy and catchy and and accessible in some ways at least for the songs that are not named rest in peace smarter (laughs) accessible is actually a a good way to describe it um i i I think it was actually on your podcast that i was listening to Uh um you were talking about how you don't mix like super experimental like two uh-huh. super experimental things you'll kind of keep yeah. it on like that your standard pop and then mix in some experimental like layering or something so that it's uh-huh. still digestible to like a you know regular consumer who might not know music production yeah i mean that's all that's it's also what i like like yeah. i like i like pop core with like weird stuff around it like you know somebody like a remy wolf is like at her core she's a pop musician um and uh and yeah i want to be in that same kind of world where it's like it's different it's exciting it's fresh but at the at its core it's still a pop song you could 
play on acoustic guitar and have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Um, bringing it back to weirdly yeah. enough, um, Submit Hub, I think can't yeah. imagine feeling better was the first mm-hmm. song I heard of yours. Obviously immediately hooked. Um, awesome. But I do want to bring up a conversation around the platform Submit Hub. Obviously yeah. you had used it in the past. Uh, uh-huh. It's really, really polarizing in the industry. Wondering sure. what, what are your thoughts on it? Are, are you still using it? Yeah, I'm still using it. I mean, it's it's polarizing my my own heart too. I I, w- I would even imagine that you know somebody like to to Jason, the the guy that that made it, who I'm you know I don't really know. He he reached out to me to do some Japanese translations for the <laughs> site because he saw that I spoke Japanese. I'm like, man, I'm not that good. Um, so that's like the limited exposure that I've ever had to him. But I feel like everybody, you know. When you make a platform like that in the same way that probably Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook feels right now, at a certain point, you love it and you hate it. Mm -hmm. And I think that you could say the same thing with SubmitHub. Like, I love that it's actually a path that has gotten me exposure. I don't think I'd be, you know, like even something that a Spotify editorial playlister would listen to because I wouldn't have had enough playlists or listeners to even pass that bar. Mm -hmm. And I think that submit hub helped me get there. But at the same time, it it is a little hard because you see these like blogger relationships. They're not quite as rich because you're not like emailing back and forth and having these like deeper conversations. And that's why I appreciate like what you guys are doing with podcasts and, and TikTok content, all this kind of stuff. You help pull me out of that platform and into kind of what I expect the influencer tastemaker artist relationship to like be intended to feel like no absolutely so i I think it's like it's like on all of us right it's not necessarily the platform's fault i just think that it like it'll it allows for a certain level of complacency to like listen to like 20 seconds of a song and like thumbs down it and move on with your day and collect your pennies or what you know (laughs) it's just it's weird yeah no i I appreciate (laughs) you i appreciate you saying that um but I actually kind of have have on obviously the inverse side of things but i definitely agree with you um Uh you know, I'm in it to like sustain relationships afterwards and like actually yeah. find artists that I really like. Um, and I yeah. think which is the nature of it, like it becomes oversaturated really quickly and anyone sure. can be a curator and like, I'm a curator because I work in the industry and I want to further yeah. expand what I want. Other people are yeah. just curators cause they can make like 50 cents off of a song review. Totally. Totally. And then it's like, it's interesting cause then, you know, we're like, so say that I pitch something and it costs me a dollar or $2 to pitch it. And then I get 10 Spotify plays, plays off of that. And I made five pennies and I spent $2. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this weird kind of like inverse return. But that's the whole music business. Like everybody's selling a dream from Fender Guitars to Submit Hub. It's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you can resent it or you can accept it and, and try and make something better out of it. And I commend what you guys are doing. And I recommend to any other curators or influencers that are listening to this, this is the way to do it. This is this is what changes the whole value proposition of the platform and makes it human again. For sure, for sure. Well, well, gee, thanks. Um, yeah. I mentioned a little <laughs> bit earlier, radio appearance, ninety-one X FM, uh, San yeah. Diego. Was that your first radio appearance? It was. So I, I've done one other. Th- it wasn't like necessarily an appearance, but I did host an hour-long radio show in Munich oh, cool. for Ego FM, Ego Forty-Two in Munich, which is an awesome station. Um, if anybody is interested in like hearing some different European alternative music, there are great tastemakers. They got cool playlists, and um, you can stream their radio um, too. They've been really good friends to me, um, and I've charted on their station a few times, nice. which has been unbelievable this year um, with uh, four different songs. And then 91X is my hometown station. I I entered at a record, uh, interned at a record label in Encinitas, my hometown. It's called Surf Dog Records. 
And uh, I was like packing like slightly stupid radio promo CDs and like, you know, the normal intern stuff, Mm -hmm. listening to 91X and then to flip it around. And then it's like, I'm in the 91X studio. This thing that ever since I was in high school has really influenced the kind of music that I make, their taste. Um, it's pretty surreal, and they—they I was actually their local break artist, which means they uh, played my song on rotation for a month. Uh, my song "Don't Worry," and so yeah, I just—it's—it's it's awesome again to develop like a relationship with the DJ rather yeah. than just—it's like this ephemeral thing. It's like no, I actually know this dude Tim, and we're homies, and he's gonna wear my shirt, and like that's. <laughs> Cool, that, that's such a great accomplishment and it's also just like that, that that must be so reassuring too like especially in the hometown land were you like yeah. nervous on the on the show a little a little yeah i mean you're live on and you can't swear or do anything i said Oops. damn on accident which Does that i think count is as a okay. swear? i don't think that counts as a swear okay. anymore so i like but yeah i, I was it was it was just an interesting like i'm i'm in it right now um but yeah it feels cool and it feels good to be uh making this career in the way that i've wanted to where it is like human based and it's it's not i don't want to feel at arm's reach ever mm-hmm. i don't like like p- put people over there and be like this famous guy i'm obviously i'm wearing a stupid mask my name's scubert dubert like come hang out with me and share some memes and like let's just be humans together and that yeah. that's like it's fun to have that with the radio thing too which is uh, a dream, man. It's awesome. I know. It, it's really cool, too, to, you know, I feel like people are, are more um, pushed to do the opposite of be real uh-huh. and, like, authentic yeah. and silly. They're yeah. expected to fresh out the gate. Like, we'll work with someone who has, like, one song out, and they, yeah. you know, they want to appear as if they've already made it and if they have, yeah. like, this clout or whatever. But it's just right. so not, it's very inauthentic. Um, so it's really just a brush of fresh air. Fr- brush? oh my god a breath of fresh air (laughs) to see anyone you know kind of come on the scene just doing it their way and it's so if you listen to your catalog specifically the new lp big hug you can tell uh that it's really just like a a passion project that is very authentic and and real to you um and it's funny because i you had mentioned the song don't worry Uh uh-huh I know obviously that comes from your experiences but i feel like you literally wrote that song for me Yes, I love it. I love it. I, and it's such a it's such a real thing where like it's about like you have all these apps and these notifications. You're trying to be this help, self help thing and be this like the guru, and you just you're set up to fail. You're going to always fail, and then it's going to create more stress for you trying to take away stress. It's just this vicious spiral of self help technology. Oh, for sure, the worrying about worrying, and it's also interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't even know what you know news station or whatever broke it, but. In response to like the whole Facebook whistleblower thing, other yeah. uh, like people have come out and, and been like, oh, like our apps are literally designed so that you get addicted and like when it's not there, like you get stressed out so that you need it and like it gives you certain serotonin so you always come back to it at certain times. Uh, it's it's a very interesting thing. Like you think you're helping yourself when in reality you're just, you know, causing your worries to, to be even stronger. Totally. And it, that's, it's the weird um, trade-off that we have with technology. Like I met my SO through dating app, not Tinder, way cooler one. But like I have, the, again, it's another love-hate relationship with platforms, mm-hmm. right? You have these apps that are literally connecting me to the love of my life and also ruining my life. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that it's, it's like we're just taking humanity, everything that we are, good and bad, and just dialing it up. In the same way we're doing it like with the planet and climate change, it just everything is just faster and bigger and better than ever and worse than ever all at the same time. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like a never-ending cycle of just <laughs> you're just, yeah, totally. I'm just constantly like I don't, like, uh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> no, I like, for those that uh, can't see us we're we're it's like oh yeah a, that's right i forgot goes, that this is an on video <laughs> um i'm shrugging uh, <laughs> yeah. shrugging with the hands up to god it's speaking like of social media Joe did Bask. you did you pass away yesterday when instagram was down or did you did you make it through dude this was i i i uploaded like one of the last photos before instagram died the one of me at 91x wearing the stupid mask <laughs> and um my i had so many texts of people like checking instagram all day to see if it was back and they just see my goofy face <laughs> the entire time i was like yeah, you can't pay for this this is like that the best ad ever. accidental like organic promotion right no, exactly there. exactly totally i so, so yeah, that was cool i actually it was actually kind of a relief I, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie it was kind of a relief but then again i like i like i like dming people i like the live stuff there are a lot of things with instagram that i like and a lot of things that i don't oh for sure just i'm like, like you know. just now i'm like I'm so used to, I think you've probably witnessed it too, just as I've like uh -huh. watched you grow. Maybe you've watched music you're missing get a little yeah. bit, uh, you know, more, more paid attention to. I'm just used Absolutely. to people not caring. Um, yeah. And now that people do care, it's really weird to like, like social media. I used to just yeah. like post things cause I had to. And now I'm like, yes. Oh, maybe I'll go live and like listen to some music with people. It's, it's yeah. a, like you said, it's just kind of a funny thing sometimes it's good sometimes it will literally destroy you <laughs> it is it is and I'm, I'm trying to like rethink my relationship to it too where you know like yeah think of it like it is just that community rather than feeding the beast it's like yeah i'll go live like la last night i went live because it was a thunderstorm in san diego never happens and so we're driving back from dinner i'm in the passenger seat had a couple glasses of wine and I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go live, not in a like annoying, like, Hey, what up kind of way, but in like, I'm going to post basically ASMR just on to, to bless people's feeds. And uh, like, everyone was like, Oh, this is so nice. I'm so at peace. Cause it's rain on the rooftop oh, yeah. of the, the car with thunder off in the distance. And uh, it was, it was special. So it was like, you know, just trying to rethink these things, trying to be a little less precious with it and use it as a fun means to community rather than a means to, you know, become famous. Uh, you know, <laughs> for sure. it's, it, it's, I think it's all about the goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like what the why behind all of it. Uh, and the mask has been freeing is in a, in a way with that too, where it's like a little bit less about, I have to look a certain way or do things a certain way. It's more like I'm clearly just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, cause when you're exposed to someone new, I mean, they already know your energy just by looking at you because you have a yeah, right. mask on your face. But I also <laughs> totally. think that's, nice because it takes away I, I think i also heard this in a previous interview with you it takes uh, away any like intimidation of like fan artist relationship yeah 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 i'm you know i'm so awkward um in terms of like talking to artists in in real life zoom it's fine uh in like uh -huh. anytime it's podcast related but like when i meet them backstage or something so so awkward and it's because that's like their holy ground like I, uh -huh. if i'm meeting them backstage like that is their church everyone is yeah. there for them yeah. and i right. feel like i'm meeting like the most powerful person and you know even if they don't intend to like project that mm -hmm. that's what uh -huh. it is and i get scared no totally and and to an extent it's alluring for the artist too to feel that way mm -hmm. to be like like fame is weird like if you go uh, out in front of ten thousand people and they're all chanting your name how bizarre is that and how do you like adapt to that with our reptile brain to think that you're not god you know and so I, it's all part of it. We're all like, how do, how do we break that down? And instead of seeing like a mob of people, see individual people. And instead of thinking like, I'm that cool because I can play guitar, realize like everybody can do something. This is just the thing that I happen to do. And hopefully, 
you know, hopefully people like it, but not have it be this thing that's like, now I'm transhuman. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I, you know, it's funny because I feel like that uh, vibe or that energy, that sentiment uh, is exactly what I get from listening to your music. Um, cool. Specifically Good. the LP, Big Hug, which for those listening already out, um, but for you comes out on Friday. Um, yeah. Obviously some tracks are already out. Is there any that aren't out that you're super excited to, to get out there? Yeah, totally. So I, I have some collabs on there that I'm really excited about because I think that they're just, I don't know, I I kind of picture the future of this project evolving kind of in a Gorillaz-esque way, not in the same like necessarily sonic palette, but like in the, the community vibe way where there are different vocalists, there are different rappers, there are different things like that. And so that's one of the things I'm excited about Big Hug is I think that it like plants the seeds for that future tree mm-hmm. with some really cool tracks with um, two of my buddies. Uh, Malik loves y'all, who's an MC, and then uh, Jay Mesa, who um, is kind of like R&B vocalist. Um, so I'm I'm stoked about those songs. Uh, I'm also really <laughs> stoked about the um, the song that we're gonna treat as a single called Heffalumps and Woozles. Nice. Uh, it is like like uh, based off of Winnie the Pooh. If if you guys are familiar, oh, there yeah. is um, a very classic Fever Dream esque episode about heffalumps and woozles. They're like elephant time creatures, and uh, I I don't know why it just kind of came to my head. What I, I was top lining this beat that I made years ago, and I was like, no, this is cool, and it's all about. It's all about medical marijuana transitioning to recreational marijuana and turning it from this thing that's like I get high in the parking lot from like this sketchy drug dealer to like I'm buying weed next to my second grade teacher (laughs) and like I'm my grandma's making me magic brownies and like you know it's the song is all about like that rub of like this thing that used to be so you know hidden and secretive and now it's like just a normal part of california life Mm -hmm. um, that i can be like couch locked watching jeopardy with my grandma and that is a reasonable thing to do in life now yeah well i'm actually really glad to hear that that's getting treated as a a single because that was one of my favorites um from the project i'm so so curious to see because it's like it's not it's a non-traditional single but Mm -hmm. at the same time i think it's like very sing-songy i don't know i I, I like the song i I think it's also just everyone can relate to it um and i I was actually this is funny uh we were celebrating my Uh mom's birthday yesterday and uh-huh. my dad got her three bottles of like CBD gummies. And I was Amazing. just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like talking to him. I was like, if I did this like 10 years ago, like you would gra- you would have grounded me. Like know, now all of a sudden right? we can buy three bottles of CBD at Costco. First of all, it's not yeah. even real. Like you have to get that <laughs> shit from an actual dispensary, at least in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But like why are moms and grandmas just like popping edibles? Like they're going out of style now. It's awesome. And I mean, you know, I, I love it. it. But nothing's changed no. though. That's like all no, of a sudden we just society said it's okay now and yeah, we're allowed to exactly. get high. And think about, like, I was thinking about this a lot. Like, my, my grandma that, that passed, you know, uh, almost 10 years ago, um, she she was in, like, a retirement home, like, very traditional. And I, I was thinking about it, like, how much better would it have been if you were high doing the puzzles? <laughs> or, like, a high lot. at the cafeteria with whatever you want to order. Or, like, like, all of these things like you could just amplify that whole experience and how, how different would a retirement home look if everybody was stoned off their ass? It'd be amazing. It'd be like a playground. <laughs> so much better than what it actually is right now. That in itself can be a whole song too. I like that. 
high so at the uh, one of the lyrics is benny goodman never sounded this good before the <laughs> clarinetist and that's that's a weird feeling to be listening to like 1920s and 30s big band while you're high mm-hmm. that is a, that's a special one too funny you say that also um yeah obviously yeah. Cl- I, I feel like um sometimes if a song not overplayed but is like popularized uh-huh. and like really played i often sure. don't relate to it as much yeah. um recently was camping was uh-huh. super high by a fire and at yeah. last by etta james came on and yeah. like obviously that's like the cliche love song but uh-huh. i was able to just like take away the the clicheness and the fact i've heard it so many times and really just yeah. listen to it and i was like oh my god i don't think i've ever felt <laughs> this much i, love that. Like, I just I love feel that. right now i totally i totally get that i feel the same way with like with Marvin Gaye sometimes and like some of those, yeah, the classic soul that you've like heard forever that's just kind of in your bones. And then to be able to, you know, either because you're higher just in the right spot, you can reimagine and listen to a song almost with fresh ears mm-hmm. and it just hits you. It's cool. And then it's like, I get it. I get why that song's that song, yep. you know? And then you say, I can't, af- can't imagine feeling better than I do right now. Yeah. I love it. Had exactly. to mix that in there. I want to hit you one quick camping story. This is the first time I ever did edibles. I was at the Grand. I was at the Grand Canyon. Oh, nice! And I was camping at the Grand Canyon. I did a lollipop, which was like the cheapest edible that they'd have. I was living in Venice Beach at the time, and I had half of a lollipop, which is a completely indeterminate amount of marijuana. I had them several times after, and it was all over the place in terms of how high you got. Mm-hmm. So this is, I, I, you know no tolerance whatsoever i have half of those lollipop i go into the restroom i go into the restroom and then all of the lights turn off and i like can't find the exit i i don't know if i've ever been more scared than that moment at the grand canyon bathroom lost inside of this cavernous bathroom alone high off my ass that is unfortunately really funny it was it is really funny in retrospect were you fine after that or did it like mess up the rest of your time I, it was i was fine but then i i was like a little bit more like skittish mm. like i'd be like i'd be like walking back to the campsite and see a big shout i'd be like Ooh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> walk, walk me through how how long were we in this uh darkened ba- bathroom oh long time like way too long like but but then again that's my perception of time right yeah, yeah. like it could have been like two minutes but to me, I was just like, minutes, I, I mean, was in the void. I was completely long. swallowed by void. And yeah. there's no way that shit had natural lighting in there. That, that was pitch black. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was, it, was, it was dark out. We're in the middle of the Grand Canyon area. Like, there's no ambient lights anywhere. And I, I, I thought it was motion controlled. So I'm like, raise my hands. That's just stressing me out even more. And... <laughs> to be a fly on the wall in that room. Oh, exactly. It wouldn't have been pretty. Oh, that is a really funny story. I'm glad we got I, I'm Now I have to wonder if I have any crazy... I've t- honestly far too many stories like that. Um, oh, yeah. But darkness oh, yeah. is, is one thing. Actually, bringing it back to E-Bomb's world. You, they, uh, yeah. When I was younger, PT, here's, uh-huh. a, here's the inception of my PTSD and anxiety. Okay. My yes. brothers, um, you know, what was that uh, sync song? Or Bye Bye Bye, that's sync, right? Yeah. yeah they yeah. played this thing where it was like a lyric video. And uh-huh. then like two minutes in it was like the exorcist face jumping out yes. and scaring you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That I remember fucked those. Me up for like i'm not like and I, i'm not joking like for the podcast like i literally was so scared for like two years and i slept with my parents for like I, at least two weeks after that i was like seven but still and like honestly the dark used to scare me so long for yeah. so long because yeah. of that and then i um amazing yeah you know we we, we eventually grew up and now i do yeah. like sensory deprivation tanks and i actually yes. look in the dark. 
I've done those before too. Those are crazy. So only con is I don't want to yeah. be naked during them. I wish I could ha- wear yeah. pants, but other than that, right. Right. really That's great time. Yeah, they're 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 such a trip. Do you do you do it with the music on or off? I do everything I like, off. I do too. Yeah, I do too. It's a trip. And if anybody doesn't know that, you're you're like uh, you're in neutrally balanced salt water, right? And so you're you're like floating, but you can't really tell that you're floating because it's like the same as your body temperature. And after a little while, obviously I was stoned when I did this too. So there's like a little bit of overlap as to what the actual experience was. But after a little while, um, my my girlfriend she she put it like i was a space mermaid <laughs> that's like that that sums it up i was a space merman floating through the ether it really is like an indescribable feeling and also i feel like it's yeah. different for everyone um yes. I, I literally like sometimes i'll talk to myself during it because i love it you it, like you really have no control like literally you don't have no. senses in that moment and yeah. it's weird and the floating part's really weird because yeah you think like if you're used to floating on water, like in a pool, like you still, uh-huh. your muscles are still like clenched to like hold you up. But exactly, this, you're yeah. like, you're not, you don't, no muscles are being used. Yes. <laughs> you just exist. It's really fun. You, exactly. You're entirely weightless and there's no stimuli. So your brain just fills in the gaps. Has any and, tracks uh, come out of sensory deprivation tank for you? No, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I should, I should make something like that. Uh, the closest thing that I've got is theme for a Himalayan salt lamp off of my first record. That's nice. probably the closest. Himalayans I love love a good salt lamp. Me too. I've I uh, I have licked one, and I can confirm they are salty. They are salty. <laughs> I don't do know that. what impurities that it sucked from the air I consumed. All um, of them. All of them. I yeah. probably need to be exercised. That's probably the whole explanation <laughs> my, for this whole the, career, right? The drawer thing that my salt lamp's on is actually just covered in like salt goo at this point. I should probably <laughs> probably clean and get a new one. <laughs> Scoober Dubert, big hug out now if you're listening, coming out Friday. You had mentioned some other things in the works. Yeah. What can you tell yeah. us? What's coming next? We have tour, show. I know you mentioned some remixes. What can you tell us? Yeah, so I um so I am working on some remixes. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to share the details of uh, the artists soon because I'm very very stoked. Also, working on some collabs. Same deal. Um, gonna be dropping a hyper pop song in November. Okay. With my buddy Robel, that's gonna be uh, a trip. It's called Five G Baby. So look out for that. Um, on the twenty second, I think it's yeah the twenty second of this month. I'm also dropping a theme song for an award show called the wavies is going to be in new york city and um with uh, one of my uh, friends celeste celeste krishna she um she fe- was featured on it and we're going to be dropping that on the 22nd that's a nice vibe just like you'd expect nice mm-hmm. summertime wavies um even though it's like late october and <laughs> Summer then, <where> you um, are. <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm i just finished my uh first ep for next year so gonna be drop that dropping that in the early stuff so i'm like six months ahead uh, with, with music stuff right now um and then yeah the podcast too that that's another thing i'm i'm trying to make a podcast to make people love music more mm-hmm. and so that that's the loose concept and then the the way that it's filled out is a combination of you know taking music theory and making it approachable hopefully talking about like history music history and the way that like influence works as well as taking a look at my songs and breaking them down track by track stem by stem 
and giving some people insight into kind of how I think about music and then hopefully spurring them on to listen a little deeper and think about music a little bit more and not just consume it, but instead participate in it and and be a, a critical, not critical in the negative sense, but mm-hmm. critical in the way like like the more good food you eat or the more like sushi you eat, the better you are at identifying like that's good sushi. The same kind of thing with, with music. I want to help be a little shaman guide on the uh, the journey of music. So that's Music Appreciation 101 on Spotify. It's that super, is super. amazing. I, that, I mean, the, when I listened to it, I was like, damn, like this doesn't, this isn't like a, I know that it, you know, you do other things, but it didn't seem like it was a side project. It's very oh, well cool. produced and thought Thanks. out, uh, especially where you break down your, like that can't be a short to make. There, I, I you know, I think, I've I've kind I've kind of like reacquainted myself with the concept of like short and fast, mm-hmm. where if you're doing something that's effortless, it'll be faster because you're not like f- fighting upstream, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. They're usually, however long they are, it usually takes me double that. So like a 20 minute thing, it'll take me 40 minutes okay, to record, wow. um, because I'm you know I'm trying to speak off the cuff and honestly, there's going to be ums and ahs and stupid things said, I'm sure, but at the same time, I think there's something. There's something there other than reading a book. You're hearing it just off the dome. This is how I actually feel, not how I feel filtered through several layers of editing. Um, And so, yeah, I think that by being honest and not swimming upstream, things can happen faster in the same way that I do that with my music where I try and, you know, make these songs pretty quickly and mix them pretty quickly because at the end of the day, it's a vibe, it's a moment. And if you dwell in that moment for too long, that moment's going to either change or die or... It, it won't be that same thing. So like one of my buddies, I sorry, I, I'm I'm droning on, but one of my buddies, totally his, 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 his band is named Okudoxage. Um, I've done some songs with him. I have a song called Happy Birthday with him that I, I really like from my Mass and Monsters record from last year. Um, he he, he lent, lamented to me how weird it is as a songwriter to write something and then let it sit for a while and then record it. And by the time you record it, you've lost a lot of the nuance that, happened in its inception like maybe you changed a chord or a note just slightly things that maybe you don't even consciously are aware of and then once you get the recording finalized you're like it's missing something Mm -hmm. and it's all those little nuances of that emotion of that feeling the way you sang it the little tiny things and nuances of how you played it on guitar so i'm trying to take the songwriting in that moment and squish it with the recording as quickly as possible so it's like this is the idea here you go i love that i feel like that can translate can translate to other aspects of life and other projects as well so i will definitely hone in on that i think that's something i need to actually hone in on yeah i i I mean like i needed to too it's a it's a constant practice right it's Mm -hmm. like you have to implement it and that's one of the things that like the don't worry song worrying about worrying these metal worries and stuff this is a way to fight against it to me yeah yeah i've even like when i like kind of related but Mm-hmm. If I like send an email or something, it's like, I yeah. gotta stop overthinking the email, just hit send. Like, or yeah. like we had an artist invite us to the show the other day uh-huh. and I was so uh-huh. scared to say, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. how do I word it? How do I word it? And Devin's on tour uh-huh. right now. So I couldn't, I couldn't send it to her. So uh-huh. I was literally just like, yes, I will go. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> like, that's all I needed <laughs> to say. I didn't need to overthink right. anything. Um, yeah, but obviously exactly. on the more creative aspect, like when yeah. it, to, if you have these little ideas in whatever moment to just mm-hmm. kind of go with your gut is, is something that, uh, I think I, I, it seems like you do and I, I could uh, utilize or use. Thanks. And, and you can always just not release it. You know, like I, there are plenty of things that I just didn't release, but I, I want to, so my buddy, uh, Sam, he, he 
talks to me about being a finish freak. And that's what I'm trying to wear too, be a finish freak. And then you can always decide what you do with it after it's done. Mm-hmm. But having too many, like I, I feel this with the producers a lot, particularly the producers that don't write their own top lines, they'll have, you know, hundreds of beats that are like in weird half areas. But then I'll come to them and be like, oh, here's here's a just an acapella. And they'll knock out a, a beat for it and we'll be able to release it in a week. And it's like, what what changed? What's the difference? You had somebody else giving you a little bit of energy and you finished something. And now look look how proud of you, proud of it you are because mm-hmm. you finished it. Um, just like not letting things dwell in that middle space as much as possible. Get it done and then decide what to do with it. Um, for art, I think is, and I guess for most things in life, most <laughs> creative life. output. Hey right. man, honestly, yeah. that right there is going to be the show clip that we use <laughs> as like <laughs> the, the recap. Cause I think that one just summarizes a lot of the vibe, like just kind of what you radiate from your branding as well as your music. Um, cool. and then it's just really great advice to live by. Um, oh, so that's you. amazing. Yeah. I mean, it works for me. It, it took me a while to get here. I, I, you know. I've I've put out music as other projects that I do not think is nearly as cool that I spent way more time and money on. Mm. Take that as it goes, you know. And I'm so glad to hear that it, this is coming off of me because I'm really trying to live by this. No, 100 percent, genuinely, it really does. That. Thank you. That's Thank why you. I was exci- I was excited to get you on the show too, not just because I, uh-huh. I appreciate your music, but I knew we'd have a good conversation. Cool. I had a great great time. Likewise. Um, well, we always wrap up every interview with this yeah. question. Yes. Where do you hope to see yourself in one year's time? One year's time, I'd like to be playing. I'd like to go on the road. And honestly, heart of heart, I want to be in Japan. Not necessarily have to live in Japan. I speak Japanese. I want to be doing stuff with the Japanese music industry. Have you I, been I need before? To speak that into it. Oh, yeah, I've been. Okay. Before COVID. The only one time, right before COVID. I was, I was there January and February of 2020. Okay. I mean, hey, at least you got like it. In. Oh, I got it. Did you oh, come it, home because, it or was it just happened to come? It home? It was just for fun. I okay. just wanted to go see it. I, I was there for like seventeen days and just bounced all around the country. Got the train pass. Was doing my thing. And I, I don't know. Like, I Tokyo's cool and stuff, but I really like the countryside. I love mountains. I love people. I love conversation. And so, just mm-hmm. like getting into a place where I walk into a restaurant and they're like, yeah, leave. And then I can drop some Japanese and they'll be like, Hey, what up? And then we hang out all night and have beers and share good times. That's, it was like a dream come true. So I want to be doing that, but with music, I want to be jamming with people and working with people over there too. That is awesome. I mean, I really hope that, that, you know, comes true for you. And I feel like it is uh, very possible. Thank you, man. I'm not quite, my, my name's a little silly in Japanese. <laughs> Scubato dubato. That's a little weird. Sounds cool though. <laughs> Maybe you should just start branding yourself like that so that it catches on. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate this um, a lot. I'm really glad we finally got to connect. I know that we've been kind of connected for a little bit online. Um, genuinely, huge fan of your music. Thank you. Really loved Big Hug, and I can't wait for the world to hear it. Of course, we're putting their tracks on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, hopefully uh, you enjoy some of these tunes, too. <laughs>